This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Um, I was going to give you a hard time for this, too, um, about exercising, because I just know you love to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> laugh my no. butt off at your Twitter all the time, because you're like, all right, I've got my workout clothes no. on, and I'm walking to Waffle House. No. <laughs> I Welcome to Kelly Earnhardt Miller's Fast Lane Family, presented by Wella Professionals. Salon care products that you can experience with your senses. Get high performance that you can see, touch, and sense. Welcome to this week's Fast Lane Family. We've got a great show for you today. I've got Emma Blaney, daughter of Dave Blaney, here in the studio. And I have a great tip of the week this week on oils straight from our Wella Professionals. But first, I wanted to start the program off. I'm not sure how many of you listeners got to watch the I Am Dale documentary on Spike TV on Monday night. Um, If you haven't, I do know that it's online um, on Spike TV's site uh, that you can catch up on it. But uh, I brought Mike Davis in. just because he and I could talk about just about anything. Anything. Yeah. And um, Twitter, with only 140 characters, I just could not say everything I wanted to say. But I thought it was exceptional. I really was looking forward to hearing what you had to say about it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought me down here because yeah. I was curious. I just – I thought that um, for an hour-long piece, it really – it covered a lot of information. It covered all sides of my dad. It was raw. It was emotional. It – was truthful um you know i mean we've we've all seen a million um different things about my dad and and i just um i I thought it was really well done i I love the um other folks that they had involved you know um morgan spurlock and folks like that that had a connection in some manner but were able to tell it from a different perspective of just family and friends and and you know, other drivers that um, raced against him. So I just thought it was really, really well done. I, I was surprised that Dale texted me and said uh, that he learned stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there's new stuff that he didn't even know. Yeah. Did you find that to be the same place? I definitely thought that. Um, I had no idea about the death threats, which I can see why they kept it from us kids back then. Right. <laughs> That's not something that you tell your kids. But um, so I had no idea about that. But the thing for me, too, was that um, I often forget things that, you know, we went through or happened or whatever. So the interview of us three on the front porch, that was Dale's double wide trailer. Carrie and I and Dale uh, must have been during our late model days. And um, just listening to myself, it's just so funny um, to look back on that time and and think about that. But um, the the one thing that stood out for me in the show was um the the comment that Dale made um we knew him just like everybody else mm-hmm. and it it is so true the perception is obviously you know he was our dad and um so people think that we have this different look as a dad um from him but it, it is so true that we knew him just like they did as this, you know, badass racer, this intimidating guy. We knew him as a dad when we were older. We know when we were in our 20s. But, you know, the dad kind of things that you experience when you're 3 and 5 and 8 and 12, um, you know, were very different for us than, you know, most parent kid relationships and that was the time in his life that he was sacrificing those relationships and he was trying to make it for himself and um, I was telling my kids uh, in the car last week about it and um, 
Kennedy was wanting to go buy something at the store. And I'm like, Kennedy, every time we go to the store, we don't buy something. And she's like, oh, I know what it was. She was telling me that she was at a friend's house and that they had all of um, their old, their mom's old Barbies and stuff. And I said, well, Kennedy, you know, Dale and I, we lived through a house fire and, and our stuff burned up and we didn't have stuff. And even before that, we didn't have that much stuff to have stuff. And and she's like, you know, well, I, I just... I mean, your mama, they had to go out and buy you new stuff after that fire. And I'm like, no, they didn't. I can remember specifically going to my dad's house with, we had a 13-inch black and white TV and a stuffed animal. And that's all we had. We didn't go to the store and replace everything that we had lost. And, um, you know, she just couldn't believe that. And um, I said, Kennedy, we were poor. We did not have food in our cabinet to eat. And she just looked at me like, you didn't have stuff to eat? I'm like, no, we did you know, my dad took yeah. that money and went racing. And um, so I, I thought that um, that really summed it up for me when he said that. I was like, you know, that's it's just that cleared up some thoughts because people have that perception. And, and that was that just really hit home for me. So. I mean, he had this look in his eye when he was talking about being broke. Yeah. Of that old footage. Yeah. Uh, that was very profound. Like that moment. Like, I'm like, wow, I, I think he really was broke. Yeah. Uh, he was, yeah, he was really broke, and later when he did interviews about it, he I think he was he was pretty regretful that that what he had to sacrifice to get there. Yeah, and that was the part that he was learning when we were in our twenties, you know. And uh, you know, unfortunately, we lost him early to where we you know we didn't get to fully make that up, you know, um, yeah. together, yeah. you know. But um, uh, yeah, so it was it was great. I encourage him. Um, everybody to go check it out. Really you cool. know, I, I was wondering, Lee Spencer had a line in that uh, documentary and she said that her, her feelings are that even, you know, all the way up to his last race, he, his mentality when he raced was to provide food on the table for his family. And I was like, Oh, that seems like a stretch to me. But I, I was really wondering what do you think that, that, you know, the seeds that were planted early on in like the seventies and eight, early eighties, when he was just trying to make a name, did that actually ever leave him? Do you think that that had something to do with the way he was racing even into his later years? Well, I, I don't. I think that, um, you know, maybe it wasn't literally food for his family, but it, it was for his family. And, and, yeah. and my dad, um, you know, I believe wholeheartedly that, uh, you know, he did what he did to set things up for himself, Teresa, Taylor, me, Carrie, Dale, and our kids, and, you know, on and on and on. I, I really believe that that is the legacy that he wanted to leave, um, and that's why he did that week in and week out. And, and, and you know, he, he obviously learned that from his dad, and he wanted that carried on and continued to be carried on. Um, so, you know, it wasn't necessarily for the actual food on the table, but that, that grand idea, you yeah. know, how like, yeah. you know, I, like I had a great aunt that grew up in the depression and she ended up having a lot of money when she uh, died, but you know what? She saved Every the same penny. way she saved back in the great depression right. Right. because it was just something that never left her like that. Yep. It was a, it was a mentality. It shaped her who she was. Yeah, I definitely think that was part of that. Right. Yep. Absolutely. There were so. so many cool parts I, I loved about this documentary. I, I, I We could honestly talk the about this footage, for hours. I, I know. The footage was incredible. Like, you know, one of the things that I just was like, wow, look at this. I've heard so much. I've been in the sport since 2002. I've heard so much about Joe Whitlock. And yep. I never saw, I never had a chance to see what Joe Whitlock looked like. And I never heard Joe Whitlock's voice. 
And here's Joe Whitlock telling stories, and he unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, but I was sitting there, and then Joe Whitlock's telling a story about when they're riding in the truck after he won his first championship, and he's and he says that that Biggie started crying and was laughing at the same time. And he's like, "What? What's gotten into you?" And he's talking about, "Well, I, I can get to my, I can get my mom a present that doesn't plug yeah. into the wall." <laughs> and I think he bought her what some diamond, diamond earrings, earrings or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, "Wow, that's a really good story." Yeah. Um, just. And, and I remember being with Junior when we taped that interview, and he was, like, so into it. Like, he could not wait to do this interview. I mean, he was wearing his Dale Earnhardt yeah, shirt. I saw that. I've never seen your brother do that, you know? Like, you know, like, go dress up to play the part of what you're about to do. Well, the no, I think for. in the last interview we did for the one, he wore his Redskins outfit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Who could forget that? <laughs> Looks like he just rolled Might out of bed. Might have changed 10 years later. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I thought it was exceptional. You know, and it's like – at this point, you expect, oh, another Dale Earnhardt piece. And, you know, what what new things are going to be brought up? You know, and I guess I don't really expect there to be any of this, like, new car smell to anything now. That had a new car oh. smell. That thing was like, is like, oh, my gosh, all this stuff. Him riding around in his vehicles on his property and the, the yeah. interview with him and um, – not Ned Jarrett, uh, Neil Bonnet. Yes, you know. Yeah, I, like, I did see oh, a lot of the Neil footage was all new to me. Yeah, yeah. I, just yeah. Oh, such good stuff. And Dale Jr. is so excited about it. It was. Too, he so. was. We got to uh, take a sneak peek last week, and um, uh, he he texted me right away, and he's like, "Man, have you watched that piece? That was he just was raving over it. So um, it's pretty special. Well, that's cool. Pretty good. Well, I, I listen. Um, I know we need to get Emma Blaney in here, but uh, anytime you want to talk about your dad, just call, come and get me out of the office. I'd love to do it. You got it. He was awesome. All right. This week in studio, I've got Emma Blaney. Emma is the daughter of Dave Blaney, sprint car racer, NASCAR racer, truck racer, Bush Nationwide Xfinity racer, whatever you want to call it. Does that bother you at all that we have to say all those things? No. And, well, I know, honestly, I feel like if you ask him, like, what's your title right now? He would be like... Um, Sprint car builder. He thinks he's a sprint car builder. You well, know, right I now. was I was wondering if he might say um, um, something to, that has to do with your retail shop. Because I know he made a couple racks. <laughs> Operations so, manager yes, or something. He, he thinks he um, is a designer of furniture for the for the store now. He's done a couple of those things now. So <laughs> he has a couple different titles. And Emma's brother Ryan is currently racing in the Cup Series this year, and also um, is he going to do an ex- any Xfinity race? Yep, this I year? think. Um, more than half of the 22 car again. So. Awesome. And um, Emma, uh, right now in my life, Emma's best known for her store, Emily's. I have to get. I, I always know, get this I know. wrong, right? Emily's and Mama Emily's Bees. Emily's and Mama Bees. Mm-hmm. I want to. I always want to say Emily's. Emily. Mm-hmm. You know. I know. Um, uh, that is uh, prominent and first and foremost in my household because my daughter Carson <laughs> is looking at her website every day and she's like, "Mama, uh-huh. they've got a sale today." Mm-hmm. And we even she even made me bring you some yes. stuff that she needs to try on. <laughs> what so. she said. She said, um, "When I get packages from um, em- Emma's store." Where do they come to? And I said, well, they come to our home address because uh-huh. we have a post office box in home mm-hmm. address. And um, and she said, okay, I'm just checking. I said, why are you expecting something? Because I, yeah. I knew I hadn't given her yes. any money no or money. credit card mm-hmm. or anything. And she says, oh, no, she's sending me some dresses to try on. I was like, oh, oh boy. We're at that point now. I said, yeah. well, I'll tell you that she's gonna, I'm going to see her on Tuesday mm-hmm. if you if she'd just like to right. save the postage. And yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. And I said, Carson, I'm on my way to the post office, but good thinking. So she's got a little package down here for you Too later. funny. Mm-hmm. So let's um let's go back. Emma, you're just a young 24. Mm-hmm. Makes my 42 year old self just feel really old. <laughs> hey, my mom turned once. 50 yesterday. So <laughs> oh gosh, she did. I don't think she wanted anyone to tell 
you know, she didn't want to tell that about story. It, but <laughs> I, she's she looks good for fifty. She does. Um, she's she's. I've enjoyed getting to know her just through the boutique and the couple of things, um, the couple of events and whatnot. So, um, you grew up uh, in racing, uh, just at, even at a young age of twenty four. I was looking back. I was like trying to marry up your age with your dad's mm-hmm. career and what part of mm-hmm. what you were involved in. So, so talk about um, you know life as a um, child of a sprint car racer. Yeah. And, and moving to North Carolina. Yeah. Um, we kind of did the whole route different growing up on dirt. I mean, our motorhome, we used to, we lived in Ohio. I was born in Ohio and our motorhome used to be parked in our little driveway and we'd have to wash the motorhome all the time. And, <laughs> and, um, dad was gone. I mean, it wasn't, he came back during the weekdays and left on weekends. Like he, he did in NASCAR. He was gone the whole summer doing the whole thing. And, um, we were lucky enough to, we were all so young that we could be able to go and do that. And, um, you know, I think I'm the one who remembers most of dad's dirt career. Ryan kind of remembers a few things. And my sister was a baby, way too too young. (laughs) And, um, so we kind of got, you know, it's funny how sprint car racing and NASCAR are like, it's, it's like one big family. I mean, the people I grew up with then I see now and we can still talk like it's nothing. So, um, we moved here. I started second grade in North Carolina, and I remember I remember when I was young asking my mom, why don't we live in Charlotte? Because we moved to High Point. Like, why don't we live in Charlotte? Everyone who lives does NASCAR Charlotte. lives in Charlotte. <laughs> and um, she wanted us to be – she didn't want that to be part of our li- – not part of it, but she didn't want that to consume our whole life. She wanted us to have a life outside racing too. And um, so we grew up in High Point, and just recently all of us have kind of migrated to the Charlotte-Mooresville area. Um but it's different. I mean, you grow up knowing that on weekends you're you're at a racetrack and um <laughs> but I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. It it was fun. I played sports my whole high school career and um and got to do that and enjoy racing and uh even did quarter midgets when I was young. I know. <laughs> I, I read that, and, and that's the thing that I love about the show is I always learn. I get mm-hmm. to, you know, I get to talk yeah. to new people and learn things. I get to talk to people that I've known forever mm-hmm. and still learn things. Um, but you raced yourself. Oh. I, I did not have oh. any clue. So I've got lots. I've got lots of questions about oh. that because not only did you race yourself, mm-hmm. you raced with Ryan. Uh-huh. And you raced with your boyfriend, Kale. Uh-huh. And so I'm sure there's lots of funny <laughs> stories about that. But I want to know first... Um, because I think it's it's typical to perceive that, you know, you, your family races, and so that's how you got involved mm-hmm. in racing. Mm-hmm. But it takes some sort of, you know, either your dad saying, hey, do you mm-hmm. want to do this, or either you saying, hey, I want to do this. How yeah. that happen for you? Because um, we're girls, and we're not supposed yes, to do exactly. it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I think it was, um, you know, when we got there, or when we moved to High Point, Bobby Labonte had just built this new, I mean, it was brand new, and he was building it, and I remember my dad asking both Ryan and I, because he didn't want to make it a girl or boy sport, <laughs> if we wanted to do this. So Ryan used to be very tiny. He just started growing like two <laughs> years ago. And so we, Ryan got a couple quarter midgets, and then I got a bigger quarter midget because I was tall. And um, he asked if we both wanted to do it. And so we were some of the first people to go even try out the quarter midget track. And um, I raced for <laughs> three or four years. Um in like elementary and middle school and I just got really bit I got tall I I was getting sick of you know you could just tell that Ryan and dad had that connection I dad stuck me in like the slow classes because he knew (laughs) I wasn't gonna yeah I think Ryan and I raced in a race three times and um 
the only time I beat him was because he wrecked one time. And, um, but it was fun. He gave, even my little sister, he gave her a chance and she hated it. From the first time she tried it, she was done. She, she hated it. But, um, I was lucky. I got to, um, we even had a little, I felt cool because we had these two guys who traveled with us because mom and dad couldn't go with right. us every weekend. And, um, me and Ryan would just hang out with these two, like, older guys who would take us <laughs> quarter midget racing and in Georgia and stuff. But, um, it was fun. Uh, my la- I know my last year was the summer of 2007 was my last big, big year. So I just, I don't, I don't know if I would continue. What did Ryan think about, um, racing against you? Um, I think he thought it was cool. At that point he was still like, oh, my older sister, like I'll hang out with her. You know, he still actually liked me a lot, like at that point. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know. It was, it was a weird time. If you really look back and think about it, like, why, why did I do that? Really? Because I wasn't it was very hard. good. <laughs> when it was hard, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it mean, was. It really, it's, it's, um. And for being a girl, like. It's intimidating being a girl. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, I don't know if I'm just oblivious or just, you know, I, I don't get mad at a lot of things. I've, I've just always kind of been a happy person, but now I can remember boys calling me names and, like, treating me pretty terrible, and I just would laugh about it, like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> But um, now you want to go back and kick their butt. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I, I did a bandolero three times too. dad let me in one. And I've never like wanted to cry and get out of one before. Like the two times I did it were just a miserable time. And I remember the one race I was in it was with like Brandon McReynolds, Corey LaJoy. I mean, all these like big names back then in the bandoleros who were like, and I was like, I'm done, dad. I'm, I'm done. Get me out. <laughs> Well, so, hmm, that must have been why I didn't hear too much about you. I no, don't know. <laughs> no, that's why it never really is talked about. It's always a joke when it gets talked about. <laughs> well, it's good to have something to laugh about yes, in your life, yeah, right? Yeah, to look back and laugh. Right. So that's how you met Kale yes. um, Conley, who's yes. your boyfriend, and um, got any good racing stories with him? Um, you know, <laughs> I met him at, there's a Grands, which is like the big championship race um, every season. And um, we went up there, and I had just raced. Um, a race in Indy, and then we went to Grands. And I had met him in Indy, and I absolutely hated him. I thought he was the most annoying. I mean, he's little, too. He's still little. He hasn't grown yet. But, I mean, he just was He was mean. He was He just was a terrible person. And so we go to, we go to Grands, and um, we're in the same class. And I end up making the A main, and he doesn't. <laughs> and so, and he didn't even make the G main, I don't think. So I always kind of hold that over his head that I made the A main at the Grand. So who's really, who wants to talk who's now? Who here, yeah, right? exactly. Who's who here? <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know what happened after that, but we became really, really, really good friends. And I even dated a boy all in high school, but I talked to him more than I talked to my boyfriend probably. And ever since then, we've just, we've been really close and you know we started long distance he lived in West Virginia and now we live five minutes away from each other so um I don't know funny stories I know that the first time well, that I, was a pretty good one yeah out. <laughs> I told I know the first time I told my dad about him uh, my dad owns a racetrack in Ohio a dirt track and Kale's running sprint cars and I told my dad like that's the boy like I kind of date dad and he's like oh okay I'll watch him so it, it's going it's really dusty and all of a sudden caution flies everyone stops and you know, all my cousins are like, oh, no, where's Kale? And Kale got his sprint car stuck in the fence. He flipped into the fence and just got stuck there. And I remember getting a text from my dad being like, are you sure that 
that that's the boy you're going to date. And ever since then, it's a joke. He thinks it's funny, but it just happened to be like at my dad's racetrack <laughs> when all my family was there and I was first introducing and he just got a little stuck in the fence. You don't see a lot of cars actually sticking yeah, in the a, fence. A great, <laughs> a, that was a grand entrance for yeah, exactly. him. Exactly. Something he, to always remember him by. Exactly. Everyone always... <laughs> Everyone always knows when he's when he's around. I um I also read um and I, I just thought this was hilarious because this happened to me so many times with Dale that um you know you and Ryan seem to be pretty close yeah and uh, obviously if you traveled around um, racing together and whatnot as kids um, that uh, people think that he that you're his girlfriend yeah yes and um yeah that rubs them the wrong way doesn't it I think it rubs <laughs> everyone the wrong way like. <laughs> To me, it's an insult. Like, you really think I would date yeah. him right here? Like, and I feel like we look pretty much similar. Right. You know, my little sister is probably the one who needs to get it more because she's completely different. But a lot of people, I remember Ryan Google search, Ryan Blaney's girlfriend, and pictures of me and him would come up. And we were like, what is this? But um, people, when he used to race late models and stuff, and, and I used to be around, and it wasn't because, you know, I felt like I needed to be around him all the time. I just... It was almost like I didn't want the young girls coming up to him before the race and, like, you know, getting all – Getting his mind cl- Yeah, like, no, I'll stay done, right here, right. And, and girls can think that I am your bodyguard. And, and I used to get a lot of crap for that That's from other people. Yes. Yeah, protecting. But um, it has, it's gotten a little better, I think, now. And we both know, like, let's just not even – Stand close there. to each other. <laughs> yeah. I know. We can't have any more of this mix-up right here. But I know. It's always been a weird – a weird deal, I yeah. guess. It's funny, though, because people, uh, I mean, still, gosh, on Twitter, they're like, somebody asked me, um, I think it was like two weeks ago, was Jeffrey my son? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you follow me on Twitter. Right, right. Like, you know, do you? You should kind of get Yeah, just sense. read a little Maybe. bit, yeah. you yeah. know, it's and you'll that know that my out. kids are a lot younger. Yeah. Hello, he's 20, you know. Right. Two, three, four. Right. I'm 42. I mean, I could have a kid right. when I was 20, but I didn't. Right, exactly. So. <laughs> and that's easy to find, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, uh, how involved are you are in their various careers in your dad or Ryan's? Um, I, I think out of everyone, Ryan has always kind of taken a toll over everyone in the family. Um, it's a whole nother story when your dad's racing and when it's your little, like little brother. Um, and my mom says the same thing. It's a completely different story when it's your son and when it's your, when it's your husband. But, um, I think just because of all, you know, our life growing up kind of revolved around Ryan's schedule and not because <laughs> no one was really mad at that even. It's just kind of how we enjoyed it. We, Aaron and I have always liked – I mean, it's cool seeing your little brother. I mean, we both cried on Sunday at the Daytona 500 during the national anthem, and we looked at each other like, what is – we don't what's do this. What's wrong with us? Exactly. What's <laughs> wrong with us? But, I mean, it's always just been something that we understood and – um you know, we we try to go to as many races this year as Ryan as um as we can, just because he's doing both, and it'll be kind of a big year. Uh, Dad thinks he's a dirt racer again, so he's off doing sprint cars, and <laughs> I get nervous now. I I used to not be, but he makes me nervous now. I don't know what it is, but I feel like everything gets faster and everything gets. Well, and scary. you get wiser too. You you realize that the older you get, you're like, yeah, like okay, this these is things not are dangerous, my, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but um, and so we like we like going dirt racing. It's just it's a whole nother vibe, kind of. And um, you know, Kale and I's racing relationship is is weird. We have never really. <laughs> 
when when he's at the racetrack, we're not dating. Like we are, but we're not. You know, we don't we don't stand with each other during the national anthem. You know, we just we kind of steer clear from each other. And and I've always kind of respected that. Like we're lucky if we like kind of wave to each other. <laughs> um, but you know, I've I've followed Kale since he ran sprint cars, and um, and kind of he's lived in ten different places since he lived here, and and so your life it seems difficult but once so you're so used to like the whole how things roll yeah. thing that it's almost easier than probably a normal what other people consider normal what yeah. that would be yeah. so i think um you know it's it's totally true that um racing has i mean it it breeds a lot of cr- close families yeah. you guys you know yeah. um seem no different than than Dell and i mm-hmm. and um hey i cried after the daytona mm-hmm. 500 win and i did that you know everybody's i i my tears of joy were because I know how hard that is mm-hmm. and I know how hard and how bad they want it and how hard they work for it and that everything has to go so perfect for yeah. it all to come together. Right. And, um, you know, it, it, that was for me, mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I was excited for myself right. that he won, right. but I was deep down my, yeah. for my heart was about him. Right. And, um, right. You know, I can, I can feel that. You guys standing there, Daytona 500, first cup mm-hmm. races running, and just, um, I mean, how proud. Yeah. You guys have it's, to be, it, I mean, you know, a part of it. I mean, dang, being your 21 little brother, like yeah. doing this, and I'm like, oh man, it's you know, so like big. I just moved out of mom and dad's house like <laughs> half a year ago. But, you know, I, I cried. He won Bristol last year, and, and he, it was just my dad and I at that race. And my dad is just, he's, he just doesn't show emotions as much as the girls in the family do. And he was just smiling and laughing. And Ryan looked at me and, and I was like, you know, ugly and bawling. And he was like, why are you crying? He, I mean, for a guy, don't get guy it. they just don't they just get, don't it. get yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, it's everything that kind of hits you at one time. It's yeah. all the bad stuff that used to, you know, happen or, or all the tough spot. Or, you know, even, you know, dad who kind of went through like a rough few years of there, you know, like he, he, is ha- you know his happiness comes from that and so you're happy for dad too it's just it's a big like makes you an emotional person it does oh. Oh, us girls you know they I tell know. us we're emotional anyway i know my brother says the same thing he's like you cried everything and i'm like you i know you, you just don't get you it. don't get it no yeah. it's not like we want to cry no I think it, just it just happens, happens. <laughs> it really does we can't control it no okay so let's talk about the store mm-hmm. um how um emma lee's <laughs> Emily's <laughs> and Mama B's. Yes. Um, yeah, you guys, y'all y'all had to, should have done some focus work on that. So I know, we almost just, we could have perfected mom, that a little bit. We need to change the name. <laughs> I've told mom that but from the beginning. Even she has a hard time sometimes. Like, this is your store, girl. We got to say it right. So you guys have been open, I don't know, about a year? A year. Yeah, it'll be year. a year at the end of this month. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's it's been fun. I mean, I enjoy, you know, I I've had jobs before this and you enjoy them but I mean like nothing is more satisfying than going to like your almost like your creation and something that you put your your all your efforts and all your time into you know I I used to never like after work go home and work again you know and and I enjoy going home and setting up the office and working again and so um it's been fun it's been fun working with my mom yeah you know she's she's good at the whole business side of it. And that's where I learned most of that from. And, um, she's learned from me with the whole never being to a market or kind of merchandising and, and kind of seeing like how the whole retail and wholesale business works. But it's been fun. I'm, I'm glad that, um, 
we've made it a year. <laughs> I know. I was, that was that was what I was going to say. It's yeah. very challenging to be a small business yeah. owner. So what are some of the positives that you take away from it? And what are some of the challenges that you Yeah, face? I think, I mean, challenges are just being new. I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, be, we're in Concord. I'd love to be more like in the Huntersville, Davidson, Mooresville area because that's where I feel like there's more sense of style and people, just different types of people over here. Um, but you just don't, I don't ever want to be just one of the many kind of around here. So, um, I think the challenges are just kind of finding your place and finding, um, you got to have that differentiator. Yeah. You have to be different enough, but you, but you also can't be so different that no one likes it. So, um, I, you know, we've always been very true to stick in to what my mom and I like and not really venturing out to, we would wear every single thing in the store. We would never not wear something. And, um, but I think the positives just are, you know, people. I've had more people at the racetrack, you know, shop at the boutique with yeah. me now. And or people who are who are fans of Ryan who, you know, I've come to know just because shopping at the store. And so, I mean, it's it's nice kind of making a little name for yourself instead of just Ryan's sister or, you know, a daughter. Or It's nice kind of having you know, well, Emma has Your a store. Thing, yeah. Right. You know, Emma's thing is the store not just kind of like yeah. the follower or yeah. anything. So that's what's, that's, what's been nice. And so hopefully Lisa and Dave will keep me around for a while <laughs> and I can pay them back at some point, but <laughs> always nice to have some good family. Yes, backing. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I had that with um, a scrapbook store uh-huh. back to me and a friend of mine on that. And, um, I can't say that we really, we, we certainly didn't double his investment or anything, mm-hmm. but we had a good time. We kept yeah. ourselves busy and, um, you know, yeah. I think they like, like, um, giving you that seed money to get something started right. that you can exactly. with and take and build. Mm-hmm. So my, my, um, biggest question about the store, and I've always wanted to know this cause I have, I'm not a fashion person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes, um, it takes it, I need it to be on the rack, the whole outfit. Right, right, Everything right, right. together. Mm-hmm. I buy the shoes, those pants and that. That all looks good together. Right. But when I stand in my closet, I'm like, I cannot put things together. Yeah. I'm getting better at yeah. it. Yeah, I'm yeah, only yeah. getting better at it because, you know, um, just uh, just seeing looks mm-hmm. and things and paying attention mm-hmm. more. But um, how do they figure out what's going to be hot for the next season? Who decides that? Where is this person in the world that decides mm. what the hot colors and trends are? You know, I thought <laughs> I thought I could maybe find that person, and I think I've come to learn that there's not the right, there's not just one person that exists because every other person you go to is completely different. Um, I learn a lot about going just about fashion about with going to those markets, those big markets that are always eight months ahead yeah. of, but somebody's got to decide that. Right. Like, oh who yeah. Looks out and exactly. like, I know they're already working on next spring. I know we haven't even got to this spring and you look at everything and everything kind of is the same, but then it's very, very different from right. everyone. And you're like, well, which direction do I go? And I've, I've always been just the type to, I don't even really care that much. I just kind of, I like putting odd things together. And, um, and I think that's, that's why we're kind of different from the stores because we never are really up to up to fashion like par really we kind of just we're taking it day by day and we're not I don't really like looking six months ahead because I feel like a lot changes and I feel like maybe if we lived in LA or New York those people would get it but here in Concord (laughs) we gotta we gotta stick to this month and what what everyone wants this month what everybody's working yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's just always, I've just always thought a lot about it because yeah. um, 
it's like somebody somewhere is mm-hmm. planning that. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're exactly. And that. everyone <laughs> listens to that one person and, and takes away. F- I know. I wish. I need to go to New York to find out, I guess. So what's, um, what's hot for the spring and summer? This spring and summer. You got to know that. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, here at Emily's, we, the florals and stuff, every, you know, everything kind of crazy, which not a lot of people, and that's the hard part is I love this crazy stuff. I would wear it all the time with these florals and these like neon colors. And that's, what's going to be really, really big. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if Concord's ready for, you know, like, (laughs) you know, my mom is like, I'm never going to wear that. And I was like, well, you know, this is, this is what's in right now. So, um, you know, a lot of people hated the fact that white was such a big color in, the winter because they just hate wearing white right. in winter, but it it's was against the rules. Exactly. Right? But it's a huge, that was a huge thing this past year. And, um, you know, another big thing is, is tennis shoes are really coming back, like wearing tennis shoes with dresses or just anything athletic wise mm-hmm. on your feet with anything up top is coming back. And I would love to wear that look everywhere. I would wear it racetrack just to be comfy, but then you might, people might not get it just yet. <laughs> and so I'm not sure if I'm willing to, Go out and step out try it. Yeah, yeah. Give it a try. I'll wait till someone else maybe does. Oh, I'll do it now. Yeah. Well, I always feel like like I'm not. um, There, there. A certain type of person can pull off that certain Mm -hmm. type of style, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, I'm not one of those people, so I couldn't wear the floral and then put my cheetah on over it and Mm -hmm. throw around in my tennis shoes. Right, 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 right. And and I think too, you know, it's it's too. It's also dependent on. Uh, what your job is mm-hmm. and I, I feel like you know in my yeah. role as a car owner and a businesswoman mm-hmm. and all there's a certain right dress mm-hmm. you know and I, I like to be trendy but it, it's I'm typically more of the business trendy right exactly type thing mm-hmm. today I'm in my bank clothes which is my uh, suit because I've been at a bank conference <laughs> oh, because God. I'm the chairman of um, oh. uh, community bank here in Mooresville so oh. I've been uh, yeah, so it just depends. Uh, some days roles. I need to wear like three different things right. because you I've got all so much roles. going on, yeah. you know, and I'm like, yeah. I want to be comfortable by the end of the day because I've got something going on with the kids, but mm-hmm. I've got these business meetings in the morning mm-hmm. and I know somewhere there's someone that can tell you, you know, you read in the magazines, you're like, okay, take this jacket off and wear this right. for the night and do this mm-hmm. and do this with the same outfit, but I just can't yeah. ever seem no. to figure it I, out. I keep a backpack in my car with, um, leggings, <laughs> leggings and a big t-shirt for just anything I need to check. Always. It's always back there. Mom's <laughs> like, do you ever do it? And I'm like, well, one of these days it'll oh, happen. Oh gosh. Um, I was going to give you a hard time for this too, um, about exercising. Cause I just know you love to exercise. No. <laughs> I <laughs> laugh my no. butt off at your Twitter all the time. Cause you're like, all right, I've got my workout clothes no. on and I'm walking to Waffle House. No, <laughs> I, I, I would love to be that person. You know, I was, I was athletic in high school. I played sports all year round, basketball and volleyball, um, enjoyed like everything about it. And I guess like went to college for a little bit, stopped there and then, you know, I, when I do work out, it, it feels really good, <laughs> but just, it's getting to that point just of willpower. Exactly. Just That's getting there. So hard. Um, I'm just not a fan of, you know, I just moved into an apartment that has an indoor basketball court and Ryan just thinks that's the coolest thing. So he comes over and he'll bring a couple of friends and, and we'll play a basketball game, which I'm okay with. But you know, I, these teenage 21 year old boys can like keep up and do it. And I'm over there. Like, first of all, I'm a girl. Yeah, I know. I've seen some of his friends, and I don't know that I'd want to play basketball with. Yeah, no, and you the know people that he hangs out with. No, yeah. I just I can't yeah. do it. And so, yeah, the whole workout thing is. I love workout clothes. I'll think I think they're so <laughs> cute. I'd wear them everywhere. Do I ever go work out? No. You can look um, the part. <laughs> exactly. I can probably look like I'm, I'm going somewhere. But 
you know, Ryan told us, bring workout clothes to Daytona. Like, I'll have you in there and do a workout. And I remember two minutes into the workout, I was like, this, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> he goes, but it's 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm not doing it. Tell trainer, your trainer, no, no. Yeah, I'm not so doing this. This is not a sister this is workout. This just for you. <laughs> yep. It must be drilled to you. So I'm I'm normally asking, like, where, where are we going to lunch after a workout? And that's all I'm concerned about. <laughs> So we you we you were talking earlier about you're very tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody, not your mom or your dad, but someone else in your family, my is uncle, very tall, right? Six seven. Okay, yeah. And you know, my mom for a, a woman, I mean, she, is, yeah, is she is. Tall. Yeah, she is. But my yeah. uncles and my grandpa were really really tall. Yeah. Um, and my dad and my uncle are <laughs> polar opposites. They look exactly alike in a year apart, but just complete. He got my grandma's height, and my uncle got my. So yeah, he's the he's the tall one. Um, my cousin, his daughter looks exactly like me. She's even taller than me, and she's a freshman in college. So someone got... So you got the tall jeans. I guess I got the tall well, jeans. Well, I was, I was just laughing about it this morning because um, I was uh, just in thinking and prepping for the show. I forgot my hairbrush on this mm-hmm. trip that I went on. So this morning when I... I finally found the hair dryer in the hotel room that was in the closet. I don't know why they would put it there because um, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have a hair dryer or a brush. Mm-hmm. Um and so I'm like brushing my hair out with my fingers and I thought I was thankful at the moment that I had straight mm-hmm. stringy hair, mm-hmm. which most of the time I hate yeah. that I have straight stringy right. hair. And so I was thinking, you know, I, this is one of those moments where you're always wishing for something else, but hey, I'm glad I've got this straight stringy mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Are there moments when you're just really glad that you're tall? Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the times actually, you know, I, I kind of, I've wanted to be taller. I'm okay with being tall. Um, I look like a giraffe when I wear high heels. That's why I don't wear them very often. <laughs> But my um, sister's very tall too. And yeah, she, she's always in flats. I know, and I love, I love high heels. Yeah. And I remember one time, kind of when I was at that weird, probably like sixteen age, and and we were on pit road with dad, and I wore heels around him, and someone, a driver, I don't, maybe like Ryan Newman or something, but came over and was like, "You look, this looks strange," because I was a couple <laughs> inches higher than him, and my dad ever since then was like, "No more heels at the racetrack," and I've never worn heels again at the racetrack, but. um no, I, I like being tall. My legs are longer than my whole boyfriend's body, kind of, but it's a good thing. And I ask him if, if that's uncomfortable if ever. That him yeah, more. I mean, we've always, though, yeah. been challenged. We've always in been taller. Way. Yeah. You're, you're mostly taller than everybody. It's not my it's fault. Just he, he just hasn't, you know, like grown as fast as I have. And, um, I've always asked if it's been, if it bothers him or anything. And, I mean, we look awkward when we. <laughs> hug or you know try to do take pictures is the worst and um but it's never bothered him he he embraces it almost so uh. have you ever tried modeling i you know i used to i used to um i've been in a couple like fashion weeks like charleston fashion week and charlotte fashion week and um and did that and you know those girls when you get to that point are they're serious you know this is and I respect that, but I just, I was, I what treated it more as like fun. This is fun. Like there's, there's free food that they hand out before the runway shows all the time. And so I loved it and it was fun, you know, getting dressed up and walking back and forth. I just, it got to that point where unless you wanted to be really, really serious, you couldn't really go anywhere. So yeah. uh, that was, that was in and out in a hurry too. That's so <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So what's, um, what's in store for Emma? 24 you got lots of life Mm -hmm. ahead what do you want what do you want to be when you grow up um I I would like to have another store here soon I mean that's kind of the next goal I'd I'd like to you know 
be somewhere in a little different area. I mean, I'd, I'd like to have a few. I'd like Emily's and Mama B's after we change the name to something else. <laughs> kind right. of be more of like a chain in, in, different, in different places. And, and that's the goal. You know, I, I feel like I've tried a lot of different things. I, I mean, like played sports and, you know, had the chance to go to college, like to play a sport and, and tried the modeling thing. And I used to work for NOS Energy. Like, you know, I, and I managed a boutique in High Point. That's kind of where the whole boutique thing. But I, I feel like I really found what I love doing and I, and I would want to do for the rest of my life. So um, I'm, I'm at this point in time still trying to figure a lot of things out. But I mean, I, I would hope that here soon we can, we can expand. And um, I hope I've always kind of wanted to get Emily's and Mama B's. I've wanted something motivational wise to come from it. You know, I, I want, it's always important to me to see younger, younger women, especially younger girls kind of have, have a dream and to kind of go for it. And, and I would hope that Emily's and Mama B's kind of sends that message at some point. And so whether we try to figure out something that we, we do to kind of incorporate all that, like I, I really want to incorporate some sort of motivation, inspiration, instead of it just being a clothing store and just, yeah. you know, having that kind of job every day, you know, it's important to kind of get a message out to other people. Yeah. Well, you, um, you have, I think two of the, um, most important things when you want to do anything and that's actually three, a, a willingness to mm -hmm. learn and do a positive attitude and, um, uh, passion for it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, you keep that at the forefront of it, you'll definitely be successful. And you've already, um, implemented, uh, what you were just talking about with your design my mm -hmm. night, um, yeah. uh, which is a charity event that you've done two years in a mm -hmm. row. I'm still going to do that this year. Yeah, yeah, we would like to, um, you know, Brooke McReynolds and I, we've learned a ton just from the first time we planned it. I mean, even to this last time, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes and we've, but we've also learned a lot. I mean, it's something that we feel like it's really fulfilling for us just as 24, 26 year old women. Um, but I think, you know, I mean, it's awesome raising money and sending that money to someone. I actually got the make a wish call that the money, we kind of split it up a bunch of ways to where it could grant, you know, multiple wishes. Mm -hmm. And, um, I got the call the other day that the one of the wishes were granted and the dad of the Make-A-Wish kid called me just to say thank you. Aww. And so, I mean, that's just, that that's, that's all you, re yeah, that's all you really needed. And, you know, like I said, it's awesome raising money and raising awareness. But I think the other half that we do it, the reason behind it is just to get a bunch of young people together and motivate them that, you know, this is all possible, that you know, we can really have a voice and make a difference. And I've always grown up um, kind of, you know, I'm the happiest when I'm helping people. I mean, I think we're put on this earth to kind of help people, and especially, you know, people like my family. We we were really, really, really blessed growing up. So it's time for us to, to kind of Turn give back. Mm -hmm. yep. Exactly. Love it. Well, this has been fun. I hope you've yes. enjoyed it. Tell yes. people where they can um, find your store mm -hmm. and – we are um, in Concord in a place called Afton Village. Um, a lot of people know, I, I see a lot of Stuart Haas people going to the restaurants across the street. So it's very close to Stuart Haas. But, um, You're online. You yep, online, online. emilysandmamabees.com. Um, I'm, I'm yep. normally wearing Emily's stuff every day. So <laughs> if you follow me anywhere, 
I'm I'm wearing a lot of stuff. Follow so. you on Twitter. You yes. can see. Uh, do you have Do you have a um, Emily's Twitter? I do. Or it's it's not up to par, so I yeah. might not. Um, Instagram is Instagram, the way to go okay, these days. Okay. Um, so see, I'm too old for that. Really? I forget about Instagram. <laughs> I have one, but I have one because I'm following my 14 year old around. <laughs> but even then, I yeah. forget that yeah. I have Instagram. I know. There's too it, many things. I know. To have. I know. Even too many things. even me, like uh, people. There's other people doing stuff that I would have no idea what. Yeah. I mean, even I'm just I'm I like sticking to the standard yeah. Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, that's it. I'm not doing anything else. So, yeah, they, she, she uh, you know, vines and the oh, Snapchat, yeah. nothing, Snapchat, everything publicly. And I I'm like, oh I my know. God, are you kidding me? I've got to get one of these accounts I know. for everything. Just, I know, just, just to, to keep watch. up with you. Uh-huh. That's what my mom sends me on my 17 year old's well, mission. Gonna, yeah, oh, your, yeah, your sister, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's oh, going yeah. on there? <laughs> exactly. We'll keep an eye out. <laughs> yeah, I came across this, um, this software that said you could like follow your kids on, um, their phone and everything, yeah. but it forgot to tell you that it was going to notify them that you were <laughs> that, doing it. I'm like, okay, that defeats the exactly. purpose. Can you come up with a piece of software that exactly. I can follow that she doesn't know yes. I'm doing? Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> then, of course, she starts arguing with me and the whole privacy thing. Now, Mom, I need, you know, it's mm-hmm. important for a girl to have her privacy, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't ask me all these questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep asking you all these questions. Yep. And, and, <laughs> until you're 18. Exactly. And then you can not answer me if mm-hmm. you want to. And I see how my little sister will turn 18 in a week and a half, and and I kind of see, I look at mom, and I'm like, I apologize when I was this age. Oh, my God. Like, if I was that bad. And we joke about her a lot. And she's the youngest, so she's probably had it probably. She's had it the easiest and, and the, the worst, worst, I think. From both. Uh, yes. yes yep. From both sides. And so, but I remember looking at my mom being like, was I this terrible? And we tell Aaron, like, come on now, only a couple more weeks. Then you can have, you can have a little bit more privacy, but yeah, I tell Carson the same thing. Yeah. She'll get it when she's older. She has her own. Yeah, exactly. I know. I finally you know, got it. Oh, yeah. Fi- that, that balance of being a friend and being a mom and yeah. all that stuff, you know, it, it wears on the mom, yes. you know, we're going through going, Oh, they hate me. You know, I went through that whole stage. I mm-hmm. hate you. I hate mm-hmm. you. I hate you. Mm-hmm. And you know, she apologized for that later. Yeah. And, okay, mom, I see what you're saying now. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Gets crazy. Yep. yep. Fun stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I hope the listeners have as well. And everyone tune in next week to Fast Lane Family. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. It's time for our Well of Professional Tip of the Week. And this week we're going to talk about oils. I have such a hard time. Oils, oils, oils. (laughs) We're going to talk about oil reflections. Uh, Wella's Oil Reflections, which is the name of the product, is designed to smooth and condition your hair. Now, I have oily hair, so I'm very interested in who can use this oil. And uh, you can use the Wella Oil Reflections on both color-treated hair, highlighted hair, and natural hair as well. Oil Reflections is suitable for all hair types and enhances the hair structure, leaving it looking and feeling healthy, glossy, soft, and supple. Why do you want to use this product? If you have thick or slightly coarse hair, Oil Reflections instantly makes the hair feel softer, and it makes it up to 86% more shine-reflective. So you can use it for mid-lengths um, to your ends and find that right balance for your hair. It also has a lightweight consistency, so it nourishes and conditions the hair. If you have fine hair, you're able to use this product. Good news for me. But remember, with fine hair, you want to use it only on the tips of your hair and keep it away from your scalp. Oil reflections can also be used on wet or dry hair. If you are using it on wet hair, start at the mid-lengths and go to your ends and use it sparingly at first but feel free to continue adding just enough while working on your set another bonus with this oil it is infused with a great fragrance to make your hair smell great 
The Wella oil is also enriched with macadamia seed oil, avocado oil, and vitamin E. If you've never used an oil on your hair and are interested, this would be a great one to try. You can purchase a bottle of Oil Reflections or any other Wella professional product at the 782 Ulta stores nationwide, and you can also purchase online at Ulta.com. All right, thank you for joining us on this week's Fast Lane Family. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to catch the I Am Dale documentary on SpikeTV.com. Special thanks to Emma Blaney for coming over and joining us today. Thank you for joining us this week on Fast Lane Family. Hope you all have a great week, and thanks for listening. Fastlane Family has been brought to you by Wella Professional Hair Care, multi-sensorial hair care products that you will see, touch, and sense the difference from your very first wash. Hair care needs from fine to normal to color to coarse, Wella's got you covered. Wella Professional Hair Care products are available at over 780 Ulta stores nationwide. Visit Ulta.com to find the store nearest you. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 